and welcome to episode 46 of the Massive Attack Podcast. We are a podcast. I'm Mitch, and with me is Joe. Joe. Hello, Mitch. How are you? I'm great. How are Good you in this you. fine November? Oh, yes. Well, we're getting very close to Christmas, aren't we? We are. Do you Which know what that means? means? Yes. Yes, you do to, a lot of editing. <laughs> yes. The edited time of the year. Yeah. So, we'll start. We, we had a, not, oh, would you call it an excursion? We had an outing recently. I would call it, well... I wouldn't call I it an excursion. Know. No, an excursion normally is when you have a destination. Yes. We just wandered around for a while. Dressed as in costumes. Yes. So using yes. our children as an excuse. Mm. Sounds yeah, worse than it is, yeah, doesn't uh, it? We, we went trick-or-treating with we our did. sons. We, yes. we mentioned on the last show that we were planning on going trick-or-treating. It wasn't quite as good as I would hope You talked it up. I know. I've seen all these these Halloween shows. No, no full-size bars. No. No, no Mud Flaps Murphy. No. Mud Guts, what was his name? No. Anyway, we, we had that joke last month. Yeah. Yeah, uh, normally... Around my neighbourhood, some wonderful resident does a, a drop in the letterbox and puts a little balloon and a, a note saying that if you want to join in, put this balloon on your mailbox so the kids know which houses to go to, and then the, the kids that want to go around know that who to hit sort of thing. But yeah, this year we didn't get one. We thought maybe we just missed out on our house because we have a no junk mail sticker on our mailbox. Mm. And previous years we thought we'd missed out, so my wife and I decided that, well, mainly my wife, decided that we should do it, and we went and printed a bunch of flyers and bought a bunch of balloons and went and did it, and we got into the third street of the three blocks of streets that we do it in, and someone came out of their house and went, oh, someone did that last week. Hmm. And then we realised that I'd done this big letterbox drop that I didn't, but we didn't do it this year, assuming that the other person would, and they didn't. Hmm. So I think that was a bit of a downer. There was still quite a lot of kids out and about, but there was probably about a third less houses than oh, okay. prepared. Where where I live, there is three blocks that do this trick-or-treating in the little adjoining streets, and the middle street of the three was probably the most popular street for houses that were giving out candy. Mm. Rather strange in some places, like there was a, a house just a couple of doors down from us where there was a little old lady standing by her mailbox just handing out Arnott's assorted creams, saying that she didn't have a balloon, so she would just stand there herself and give out stuff, which your son enjoyed the biscuit, I think. She did that. You did like the biscuit? Uh, I didn't let him eat like I dragged my son out to, to let his cuteness get me lots of lollies, because I had no intention of letting him eat them. <laughs> And there was a lady who was giving out biscuits or cookies, if we, if we have any listeners in America, or listeners in general. And yeah, he ate that, but when it came to lollies, he just, he sort of got this, he didn't know what the hell was going on at the start. He'd sort of follow your boys around, they knew what they were doing, and he, they're like, trick or treat, and they're grabbing lollies and moving on because they want to get to the next house quickly, where he's like, what am I doing? He's like, mm. grab a lolly, and he's looking at it going, what, what am I doing? <laughs> I mean, he is 20 months old, just letting you know. Yeah, well, the difference between is he's, he's that young and my boys are four and eight. Mm. So they've had a couple of trick-or-treating years under their belt. But he, he, got, he got used to it after a while. Like, your son's getting very excited by the end. He's running up to fly wide doors. Trick or treat! Trying to get people to get to the doors quicker. Where, so, my son was sort of just running up to doors and just screaming gibberish at it. Yeah. It was quite funny. He did do well, though, because there was a couple of adults dressed in scary costumes. I thought maybe he would have been a little bit scared, but he was fine. You were dressed as a zombie and what, he was holding your head at some point, so yep. there was no problem. I was just as Thor and had a ridiculous wig on, and he still had no problem with me. So, yeah, I don't think he has any fear, which is a scary thing. I thought it it was quite funny that there was a couple of other kids in Marvel type costumes, Captain America, and I think there was an Iron Man. And every time they saw you, they were like, oh, "It's Thor." Yeah, someone did say, oh, "It's the real Thor." <laughs> I was pretty happy with that. And someone took a picture of me, one of the mums. And then, yeah, you know what she's doing with that photo? <laughs> yeah, double clicking the mouse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then someone was like, "Oh, Thor's really let himself go." I, I know, did. maybe that was me. That was, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I had fun, and my that kids have still got quite a bit of chocolate left. Mikey's got all his chocolate left because I wouldn't let him have yeah. it. I just let him have two cookies. That was it. And I had to. Ch- he had me chase him around the house twelve times afterwards. So there was plenty of enough sugar in those cookies that he had. Yeah. Well, when we got home, my older boy wanted to go outside and kick the soccer ball around at eight o'clock at night, which is <laughs> normally his bedtime. But anyway, yes. There, there was a few strange type occurrences, but then I do live in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, seeing five men in their sixties with an esky full of. Uh, lollies sitting in their front yard on so, folding chairs grab and a, grab a, beers. Yeah, and smoking. Yep. And just say, oh yeah, grab whatever you want, kids. So they were very generous and lovely people. It was just, the OHS was a bit strange. <laughs> yes. And I did say, oh, that's a great zombie costume. No, that's not a costume. Yeah. You're just a smackhead. Okay. <laughs> very confusing. But it was fun. It's funny though, just before you actually came over, we were setting up and then 
we had a few people come over and there was one teenage girl that was wearing you know little tartan skirt and like fishnet stockings but her mum was actually driving her from house to house so she could jump out and go and get her, her lollies and stuff it's a strange way of doing it but i understand the mum yeah yes but anyway all right if that was halloween shall we jump into gaming yeah, let's get into games. Have you played anything this month, Mitch? I, I have. I, I talked last time that I started Transformers Devastation. You did? And it got better. Okay. Like, it, it improved. Like, I think I said last week, last time it was a bit samey, where you're just fighting things, but you had storyline elements that kicked in, so you fought Devastator, then you fought this guy, then you fought this guy. So yeah, there's a few familiar faces. It's like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy. And it was really cool. It was, it was kind of samey, but it did deviate a little bit, so that was fine. And it was very enjoyable the plot sort of played in a little bit more I thought it was just going to be more of the same but no the plot did kick in and it felt very much like a TV an episode of the TV show so it was very enjoyable did it play differently for the different characters that you were playing oh not really I mean I, once I got Grimlock I never went back I yeah because I remember him. last time when we recorded you said you hadn't actually unlocked Grimlock yet so and when you're a car you drive around and you can sort of to get through like there's some characters with shields so if you go and hit the shield you can't but if you go as a car and then hit the a trigger button at the right time you'll transform out of the car and hit the shield and that'll break the shield that's alright when you're a car when you're Grimlock you're a robot so that's a bit different so you have to sort of push the B button repeatedly to go quickly and then do the same sort of thing but you've got guns when you're a car mode you sort of pops out a turret and you shoot with a gun when you're Grimlock, you're, you're breathing fire out. So it's a, so they're probably the biggest difference between the others are all sort of the same. Some cars are quicker than others and that sort of thing. But I talked to a friend, Cam, who's played the game as well, and he doesn't he can't use Grimlock. He said, I can't use him, I can only use Optimus. So it was sort of weird that I just wanted to play with Grimlock enough yep. that I got to a point where I just had it down pat. So if there were DLC, I would definitely buy it. It, w- it was fun. Um, there were elements there that were good, but it made me want to go back and play the War of and Fall of Cybertron games because okay. they were better games yep. in the fact that they just worked in the same way Batman Arkham Asylum worked. Like, the weight of the characters worked, the plot worked, the moments worked in those games where you you know there's big giant like superion or metroplex or something and it's a fucking huge city that transforms so you're a little character with this big thing so cinematically they were great moments and it was better told stories where this felt like the cartoon Mm. um weird things you're fighting um devastator so you know just keep avoiding and hitting its leg enough times it'll take its health down those sort of things which are very computer gamey and not as good but it was fun for what it was. It was a cheap game. It was $40 compared to with like a $70 new game. So yeah. I, I think it was good value for money. Okay. If you're not a Transformers fan, I don't know if it's something you get enough out of. Where I think Fall of a War of Cybertron, if you were a Gears of War fan yep. and you gave that to someone, you wouldn't have to be a Transformers fan. It would be still a good enough game to play. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Okay. It was fun. So what generation was it based on? Was it G1 First, Transformers? Yeah, so G1. Bumblebee's a Volkswagen? Volkswagen... Megatron's still a gun? Oh, he's a tank. Oh, okay. Actually, that's the only other one, but everything yeah. else is Gima. Soundwave in it? Yep. Oh. Shockwave, Soundwave? Maybe I should borrow it. Wheeljack was the only voice I think they didn't have. Like, he sounded a bit different, but all the others were... They probably wouldn't have had... Was it Jazz or Prowl? Which one was Scatman Crawlers? Neither of them in the game, but okay. yes, Jazz was Scatman. Yes, well, he's no longer with us, so they couldn't no. do his voice unless they just sampled it from the, uh, the program. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of fun. I, I really I really dug it. Well, that's good. Hmm. But I might as well finish up now because I finished Peggle Blast, which I think I may have done last episode. Yeah, oh, I, think, I would have been close. I think I, you said yes, and I was going back and, and finding the secret. You're, yes, you're doing the secret gems or whatever. Or which I did. That didn't take long. Oh, okay. And that's done. And I was playing Spellfall every day to set a habit. I'm done with it. I realised like, I don't want to do this every day. I'm over you. What am I doing? We need to talk. So I finished Peggle. I finished Spellfall, and I'm like, I'm not getting any games. So I went online. I just went through the app store to look for something else to play. What can I play? Do I need a game? Let's see what I can find. And I found a little like bubble bubble sort of game with Superman in it, and it was a bit okay. But I got a bit bored pretty quick. Maybe you need a break from your dailies. Well, I did. So I thought I don't need it anymore. I'll, I'll, I don't need any more games, and I was okay. happy with that decision. And then for about the fourth month in a row, I've got nearly the end of my month, and I've got my five gig data limit on my phone, and I've nearly used it up. And it's like maybe I do need something. Otherwise, I'm doing other things which use data. I just need a game. If I got my phone out, I'm going to do something with it. Maybe searching Twitter and Facebook and all these sort of things is not way to go because I'm just churning through data. through data yeah. so I didn't know what to do and I, I found I still had Catapult King 
Okay. On my phone. So I um I, I may have got addicted to that again today. There you go. <laughs> but it's it's damn good. We've talked about it before, but I think it's better than Angry Birds. It's got that third dimension. I do like the fact that it's first person. So you're right, it does have that third dimension. My kids love it. Like my kids obviously are Angry Birds fans and then they were just going through my iPad looking for something different to play and they, they picked it up. And my little one especially likes it. I think he likes the fact that it is you know, you you're hitting actual people rather than birds and towers. But I don't know. But yeah, I've I've played quite a bit of Catapult King and I Yeah, I think I'm like I am up to page four. Okay. Well so. I've I've got it on the iPad rather than the iPhone because I've got a Samsung phone and I'm not sure if it is on Android. But no, I, I quite enjoy that. And it's good because it doesn't have the microtransactions no, as it's much. It's a nice free game. And that's what I was looking for too. When I was looking for games on the app store I was saying you know, free games, one-off payments, or something like that. So there was nothing really, st- you know, jumped out at me. I'm sure there's other good games in the store yeah. with payments, but there's so many, I just didn't know where to start. So I just exactly. didn't bother. Well, I have still been succumbing to my daily WWE Supercard grind. Mm-hmm. And I must say, now that I've come back into it with Season 2, they, they have done a few things that I'm quite liking. There is a, a daily log-on bonus now, so if you do log on enough in the month, you can get pretty decent cards. You normally get at least a, an epic or a legendary each month if you do log on every day, which is a bit of a good reward. Mm-hmm. And the fact that my son's so into it now that Rick Rude is his favourite wrestler and he will jump on every morning and go, can I check the King of the Ring before I go to school? So he checks my King of the Ring for me and makes sure people have their energy. But that's good. But on a downside, I mentioned last month that because of Supercard, we'd started playing WWE 2K15 on the Xbox again, and we'd made a bunch of Mm. non-human type characters. But unfortunately, my save corrupted, (gasps) and I tried to load the game a couple of weeks ago, and it it kept saying, the save's not compatible, please update before you do it. And I thought, well, normally if if your game needs an update, as soon as you turn it on, the Xbox sort of says you need an update before you do anything. So I deleted the last update and then tried to reload that, and I kept getting the same error. And then I jumped on the 2K forums to see... Mm. what was the go and it was apparently it was quite a known problem about this time last year when it first came out that a lot of people were losing their saves straight away when the game started and the only way around it was to pretty much wipe your wipe your stuff and start again and because I'd already made 30 creative characters I had to uh, but that's your favourite part of the game doing that again yeah so basically after that happened my kids went to bed one night and I stayed up about three hours and remade all the characters that we you had you would have been happy as a pig in shit yeah that was yeah. good but now just in time for the new one to come out but other than that I have been playing a little bit of one of the other Games for Gold titles and that's actually this month's Games for Gold title which was Dirt 3 the mm-hmm. rally driving game and I really like it yeah it's just I don't know Dirt 2 was one of the freebies probably 12, 18 months ago and I played a little bit of that but I found it a bit too technical but they've really dumbed this down I think is probably the best oh, way to put perfect it perfect for me yeah if you put all your assists on you don't have to worry about you know controlling your braking in corners and stuff the computer does that for you you just keep your finger on the accelerator the whole time and just turn yeah so basically with all the assists on it makes it quite an easy game and the graphics are really good the the concepts are really good it's is Colin McRae in it? Uh, Colin McRae's dead, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Isn't that why they yeah. call it Colin McRae's dirt nap? <laughs> yeah. But no, um, Ken Block's in it. If you know of the YouTube clips of Ken Block's Jim Carner, where he gets his little Ford Festiva or his Ford Focus at one stage and hoons around and does lots of tricks, he is in it and he actually teaches you how to do Jim Carner at one stage. And strangely, I really enjoy his videos, but the Jim Carner section of the game I'm finding not no, quite awesome. as enjoyable. But yeah. The, the concepts that they have, they have just point-to-point rallies. They have rally cross, I think they call it, where you run you know, laps around a rally circuit. They've also got a thing they call land crush, I think it was, or land rush, where you're driving four-wheel drive utes. And there's another one where you're in like buggies, like little doom buggy sort of things, which is pretty cool. But yeah, they do a Gymkhana where there's like an open-world Gymkhana. And it reminded me a lot of the Tony Hawk games, because the whole concept is there's... 23 tricks that you need to do to clear this level and you have to work out where the tricks are and most of them are like doing donuts around certain things or doing jumps yeah that's the bit I'm not really enjoying but the the actual racing really digging it and it's good because you start off with a, a fairly basic car and your experience gets better and then as your experience gets better different uh, sponsors come to you and offer you different better cars so 
one of the races I was hooning around in a Peugeot 207, which I was pretty impressed about. But yeah, it feels nice. It's it's a good sort of third-person view, so you've always got you know a nice little view of your car. It feels... The movement feels good. It doesn't feel like your car's stationary in the middle of the screen and the screen's moving around you. It does feel like you are driving. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. And yeah. it was free. Nice. So, that's good. But, yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much my gaming. Well, I actually want to whinge about Microsoft. Are we going to whinge about their uh, pricing method? No, no. Well, well, we can start with that. Let's well, start yes, with it. Because we were looking at today's, well, this week's... Deals. Deals for gold. And FIFA Street was one of the deals they had. Yeah, for, it was 75% off. Yes. I'm thinking that's, that's a good... Yeah, uh, jump on this. Jump on $27 something. So that's a cheap price because its original price was 107 or $109. No game is worth that. No, not even a special edition free cat head armour and all that sort yeah, of stuff. So I, I checked on um, the American website. This is the Australian Xbox game website. I checked the American. It's... $29 normally and it was down to 4 or 7 or something so I don't know what the fuck happened there something's wrong somewhere yeah it's that Australia tax again but the other games didn't have that issue that's a ridiculous price for a game it's- but anyway yeah so that that sort of gets me a bit narky with Microsoft but I went to buy it was the last day of the sales yesterday and I'm got a real Jones and to get back into Mass Effect so oh, the Mass Effect DLC, the DLC was on sale. on sale and the Shadow Broker was the one everyone said was really good so I thought oh, I'll grab it well, it's half price. So I was on, in bed last night, just before I went to bed, I thought, I'll just jump online and grab it. So I go to the website, log in, can't buy it. You can't buy it through the website. It says, no, you've got no credit card attached to this. There's no form of payment. But okay. I, I knew I had credit. Yeah. But that doesn't count. So I go to my computer and it's like, I go, all right, I'm fucking, I'll turn on my Xbox. An update had to be done. So yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, and there was a long update that took forever to download. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's getting up past 12. I just want to go to bed. Fuck you. <laughs> so I go on the computer and say, I'll buy through the computer because my phone didn't work. So I yeah. go in, log in, do all this sort of shit. You've got no form of payment attached to this, you know. Yeah. Would you like to add one? I was like, I've got fucking credit. You fucking are. So I had to wait till like one o'clock till when the patch downloaded because I knew the thing finished. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, shit, shit. So I ended up buying it for the price last night, but it took me until one o'clock. I was like, why can I have credit on the Xbox, but it doesn't carry over to my account, which is exactly the same thing. Well, it wasn't the, the fact phone. that you didn't have money. It's the fact that you didn't have the credit card linked to it because they always need a credit card. Yeah. I've got credit. I know. It should take from the credit. It should take it from the credit, but it... it yeah. Why you be asses? It's just the way Microsoft works. Damn it. Although, getting back to that whole price issue, mm. I did actually notice something that I've never seen before. And a cheaper Aussie one? No, but a cheaper digital one. Uh-huh. I was quite keen on looking at how much they were going to charge for the new WWE 2K16. Yeah. And online it was sixty nine ninety five, and the cheapest I've seen it in the shop series seventy nine ninety five. Wow. Well, I remember looking at Devastation when it came out, and it was like 49 It was 44 I got it for at JB. So, that was around well, about the same. I, I have seen it cheaper on, uh, I think it was Mighty 8, might have had it for 55 I think okay. it was. Yeah. So, it is cheaper online, but yeah, physical going to JB or EB or whatever, it was still that 10 bucks more than it would have been to buy digital. Mm. And, yeah, I, I don't know. There is a couple of things coming out that I am kind of keen on. I've seen a lot of ads at the moment for... The is it Rise of the Tomb Raider, the new one that's coming yeah. out? And the ads on TV just make it look spectacular. And I really enjoyed the last one when I played that. So I, I think I might actually buy a new game pretty close to its release date. Okay. So yeah, who knows? More about that to come, I'd say. Yeah. All right, what about TV? We'll keep with the small screen. We shall. You been watching anything? I have. And keeping with the Transformers theme, uh-huh. I've actually been watching a bit of Transformers Robots in Disguise. A rid. Which is the 2015 series. I think there was another series yeah, I, called I didn't Robots in Disguise one. that was around 2007, I think it came out. But was that when my, The Rock was in the first episode? Could have been. I don't know. Died. I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't actually watch CG that one, or animated? This one is animated. Like cell animated. I think it. I think it's alone the cell animate. It's cell is the word that I can't see. Um, well, I'm a victim of advertising, and my kids are very much a victim of advertising. The latest range of McDonald's Happy Meals toys is Transformers robots in disguise toys. So, we had a Happy Meal the other day, and we actually got a little bumblebee. 
And my four-year-old was like, oh, I really like this. What's this from? And it said on the packet, Transformers Robots in Disguise. And I was like, well, maybe it's a new series or something. So our friends at Kiss Cartoon, but we were always shilling them. Mm-hmm. I went and checked it out. And there is a 2015 series of Robots in Disguise. So I decided to watch a few episodes with my little one. And both of us hooked. I yeah. think I'm five episodes in now. In- so is this, uh, like, there's a lot of Transformers cartoons out there now, I've noticed. Yep. There's some aimed at very young kids. They're, they're rescue bots, I think it's called, Transformers yep. Rescue Bots. And then there's obviously a bunch of Japanese titles out there. Maybe we should an episode on this. Maybe we should. But, um, so who is this aimed for? I think this is aimed at the older audience, because there was a few things that they did that went over my kid's head. But the animation style is really nice. It is quite Japanese-looking. The When they're in their robot form, they're kind of tall and skinny, if that means anything to you, rather than being the short, so stocky... More, um Evangelion yeah design. it's a it's a lot like that and it's a lot like was it Macross or one of those ones where they're that sort of bulky. Robotech Robotech yeah so it, it's that sort of style some of the voices in it are pretty well known people Darren Chris, who was in Glee plays Sideswipe Darren Chris. He was Blaine in Glee, your favourite. Huh. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. As I said, we're we're five episodes in in a week now. We've been watching quite a bit of them, and now I've worked out that I can just jump into the Internet Explorer on the Xbox and stream it directly to the. Yeah, TV I tried right. that and it didn't work for me. It works for some, but I find if there's a technical here, there's a, a thing you can press that says if it doesn't work, use your player's internal viewer or something, and you click that, and, and it that works. works perfectly. Oh, okay. And I think it's 720p. It seems to be pretty crisp because you can reduce it down. And I've found yeah. reducing it down to the 360 seems to work better. I, I mentioned before, no, it's computer graphics, dude. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm just watching it now. That's oh, what okay. I've been doing. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's very Japanese looking. Yeah, but it, it's good. I, I like it. But, but I think it's American, but it's got a definite. Yeah, I, I think influence. it is. I think it is American in the fact uh, that. American is CG, but it, it's, it's too. Maybe. It, it looks it's very clean. I do it's like nice, it. Yeah. But the concept is Bumblebee's the main character and he's been given some notification from Optimus Prime that he has to return from Cybertron to Earth to, to stop some... So Optimus is not in it? Not yet, but I think he will, he be, will be. Because okay. one of the Happy Meals toys that they've got is actually an Optimus. But yeah. I mean, I, li- I like the look of them as robots, but they're not they're not my Transformers. Like, I mean, I've talked to you about this on Geek Dudes where I'm very much a G1 guy. Yeah. And I, I consider anything pre-movie... G1, where I've been told that's not right. But even, like, Hot Rod, I don't consider as, you know... Well, he only came in in the movie, didn't he? Just before the never... movie, I think. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Well, he was... Well, I, I'm the first... That's the first I remember of him. Yeah. Um, so, I'm that era. So, Optim- um, Megatron's a gun. Yeah. Like, forget the tanks, forget the, uh, any versions after that. And Yeah, so, I don't remember much after. I was really into it before, and then I don't know why I got out. I can remember when it, when it was first out, I was big into it, and I had a lot of the toys as a kid, and I watched a lot of the first season. But then, going back and watching it on the DVDs, there was a lot of episodes that I didn't remember. They probably didn't play them. Maybe. Might have been too violent or something. I, I just know. remember the uh, the Energon cubes when, yes. in that first one where they were breaking the, was it? The, yeah. Uh, yeah. the hydroelectric dram yeah. dam and collecting their Energon cubes and stuff. But I, I did get into it. When I first got Foxtel, I remember there was, I think it was, it wasn't Beast Wars, but it was another one of those around that ilk that was on one of the Cartoon Networks and I actually got back into it for a little while watching that. And kind of yeah, there's so many. And I'd love to sort of follow it. Yeah. sort of see where it went and how because it was Headmasters for a while there was a Japanese one I think was called Robots in Disguise yeah that's probably the 2007 one 2001 that comes up. was it, it popped up there yeah yeah. so I don't know there's so many now that it's just I don't Kiss Cartoons is there and they've got pretty much all of it yeah it's very um, there's a lot yeah uh, that's interesting hmm. well other than that, speaking of Darren Chris, he has turned up in the latest series of American Horror Story Hotel because uh, of Phil Chuck what? the creator uh, one of the creators and of Glee and American and what's his name Ryan that guy Ryan Murphy ah yes but around Halloween they normally start the new season of American Horror Story each year and this season has been pretty good so far we're five six episodes in and the premise this year is that it is based in a hotel in Los Angeles that's been built by some famous serial killer, who I'm not sure if he's actually a real serial killer or not, but one of the other episodes was Halloween night, and he invited all these like dead serial killers for a dinner. Holmes, by any chance? Mm, I can't remember. H-H-H, Holmes? No, no, it wasn't It wasn't that guy. Oh, because he, he had a guest house that oh, okay. um, he killed a lot of people in and just kept making new rooms and getting rid of the body. Oh, yeah. Which, maybe, maybe that's the concept they've stolen, but... Um, no, what's his name? Um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be playing him in the film. Okay. Hmm. No, so, I'm, I'm not sure exactly who okay. who the guy is based on, but he had a dinner party and he had Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy and Richard Ramirez and some female serial killer I hadn't heard Aileen? of. Aileen? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Monster. The, yeah. Chalice Theron played her on Oh, is that, is that what that's based yeah. on? Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently she's the highest body count of a female serial killer or something. Okay. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, that was quite a, an interesting episode. But the, the main premise of the season is based around vampires, mm-hmm. although they're slightly different to your normal vampire. They're, they're calling they it a... They glitter. But no, they don't. No. But they can go out in the sunlight. Huh. But they're calling it a virus rather than being infected, and Lady Gaga is like the main I did matriarch. catch five minutes of an episode. And it was her meeting another girl over a long period of time, like the 50s into the 60s, yep. getting on with this girl. And was that the, on uh, the black girl that yeah. was the 70s exploitation girl? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the only bit I saw of it. I flicked over and I saw that and it's like, I don't know what's going on. Hmm. And in typical Ryan Murphy style, he has got a lot of really good music in it. Like the music, I think, makes the show and they make a big deal about the music. They've got a lot of sort of 80s goth rock in some of the episodes. and then Sisters of Mercy? Uh, no, but they had... Susie and the Banshees. No, they, actually they did have Sisters of Mercy in one of the episodes and they had Bar House and a couple of other things. But no, the music and it's awesome. And they've they've done something that's been a real trope in late lately of TV. I think Lost started it, whereas they have quite a big ensemble cast, but then one episode will kind of be the backstory of one particular character. And I know they did it a lot in Orange is the New Black, and I quite liked it when they did that. But in American Horror Story as well, they kind of pick a, a star for the episode and they and they show their backstory and, and yep. how they came about. And, and a lot of the people that are in it have been in previous seasons of American Horror Story playing other characters like they've got Kathy Bates who was in the last one as well and uh, Sarah Paulson who was the conjoined twins in the freak show who's mm-hmm. in this as well but yeah I, I really like it there's just something about the way it's filmed it just looks nice the music just encapsulates everything and I highly recommend it cool. and it is gory as fuck oh there is just blood everywhere in a couple of the episodes and when Lady Gaga and the other vampires do their killing like she doesn't bite them she's got uh, like a blade on a, on a glove and she slits their throats and there is just blood galore okay. so if you're not into a lot of blood if you're a bit squeamish I would say don't give it a go Okay. but if you don't mind a bit of horror and pretty good acting really from Lady Gaga as well which I was quite surprised about so yeah I recommend that yes and a couple of other things I've been watching, and I will give one of them a plug, even though it's just about to finish its season, is the latest series of Gruen, yep. which used to be the Gruen transfer, but they've dropped transfer part. And we've been watching that on ABC iView. And How do you watch your iView? Through the Xbox. Do you find it glitchy and a shit? Normally it glitches the first time you try and do something, and you just hit the exit try again, and then it works the second time. No, because I seem to... First time it works, then you want to watch another episode of something. That's when it crashed itself. Okay, mine, mine shits itself the first time and then mm. doesn't work, uh, and then works after that. And then I was trying, I've been playing a bit of, um, I've got my Google Chromecast, did yep. I talk about that we in did. the last episode? I'm using it a lot. Okay. I'm finding, um, I've got two apps now, one that piggybacks my PC, so I think on my PC I can play on the TV, and having a 46-inch television in the bedroom is pretty damn impressive, <laughs> I do I do like that. And it's actually a better telly than I got in the lounge, so the picture is even better. So I've been watching footy games to go to bed too. Which I know that sounds weird, but it looks awesome. But I've also got another app where any website that's got a streaming video in it, I can push the video to the... Okay. So Kiss Cartoon or whatever, I can yeah. do that. So YouTube, I can push to it. So most, pretty much all content now I can get on the tally in there. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I tried, I tried to watch Media Watch on the iView. Yeah. And that's the only one that was fucking shitty and chippy. It just stopped and it was a bit oh, okay. shit. So I watched two episodes because I was a few weeks behind. So I watched two episodes on um, the Xbox and I was just pausing and buffering. I was like, oh, okay. this is shit. So I'll try it in the bedroom. And that was, I mean, that should be, it should be all right because I'm hardwired in my Xbox. Yeah. But Wi Fi yeah, for yeah. the other one. And it was just, yeah, just as glitchy. And I was thinking, iView, why you suck? That's a shame. Well, Mm. getting back to Gruen, though, if you don't know what Gruen is, it's hosted by comedian Will Anderson, who I'm not really a fan of. This is probably the only bit of his work that I actually like. Mm. My wife is a big fan of Will Anderson, and because of her, I've actually seen him live a couple of times, and his live stuff's not bad. I thought you'd be a big fan of him, because you're a big fan of cock. And, he's and he is a cop. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. Uh, there's just something about him. Like when he was on the glass house, I didn't like him very much. When he's smug, 
is what he is. Yeah. When he was on radio, I used to listen to him because that was back in the days when Triple J was cool and he was on with... Um, so that made him cool. Yeah. What was the dude's name? Adam Spencer? Spencer, yeah. And I like Adam Spencer, so I used to listen to them in the morning. But anyway, the, the concept of Gruen is that he has a couple of high-level ad execs that are the, the other anchors of the show, and they have a rotating cast of other ad peoples, and they dissect advertising and political spin. And like I, I, I do enjoy the show when, yeah. I, when I see it. I think it's clever, and I appreciate what it is. Yeah. But maybe because it's him hosting, or it's been going on so long that I just don't care. So I, I just, I, I just don't seek it out to find. Well, saying but that, I think it's very clever. The last few seasons I haven't enjoyed that much, but this season I think they've kind of reined him in a little bit, and it's his comedy's still there, but they're also better with their. I mean, he's content not the reason no. to watch it. It's, it's, the it's content all about as opposed to him. So you can put a dry person in that yep. role, hosting Adam, Adam role, Adam and I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, the reason we're watching it through ABC iView, though, is it's on normal ABC on a Wednesday night. But the version that they put on iView, they have a, an extra large extended version that has an extra 15 minutes fifteen minutes of content. I think okay. they do an extra segment that they do just for the online one, hmm. which is quite good. Okay. So, yes. And other than that as well, I have actually started a new show that I think you may have watched as well. And I watched the first episode of Supergirl. Speaking of Glee talent. Yes. Mm. And I should have looked up what her real name is because to Melissa me Benoist. There you go. Because to mm. me, she's just Marley from Glee. Yeah. And I don't know. We talked last month about how I'd started watching Blindspot, but then I stopped because there's just better things out there mm-hmm. and I've got a feeling that Supergirl's going to be that for me I've only watched the first one so far and I didn't mind it my wife was kind of a bit by the end of it a bit over the fact that it, they were pushing the whole feminist kind of angle but I, I don't know I, I don't think it had enough to hook me but I'm probably not the right target audience for mm. I, I dug it I loved it I saw it months ago when it leaked yeah so I'm up to episode three now and I'm really enjoying it for what it is it's got a fun element like the flash does where Arrow's like a heavy and this could have been a heavy show but that feminist element is being pushed but I think it's good and leading up to this show she's been awesome like we've talked how Stephen Amell the guy who plays Arrow is a great guy they've got for this show because he he shills this show on social medias he goes out he does all the promotion he's got his fuck cancer campaign which is raising money for cancer research there's just everything about him is like you're a real life superhero you know you do all the right things in the same way Chris Evans and Chris Pratt, you know, had their bet over the Super Bowl and had to go to the hospitals. Yeah. And they both end up going to the other ones anyway, so it didn't matter who won. And she has been fantastic. Like, she's just so likable. Like, just in the promotions, she's gone, they did a special screening in a cinema with mums and daughters. She did something for the Girl Scouts. Like, they're really pushing the girl element. Yes, it's a feminist thing, but it's like, well, good. Because, I mean, I, I... My eyes have been open to a lot of feminist things in the last few years. And as an entitled white, middle-class white boy, I have plenty of those role models out there. But, you know, where's a girl version? Like, the toys, they just bought out the... um, There's like a six-pack of Star Wars toys that just come out for the new movie. And Ray's not in the pack. There's Stormtroopers, there's Kylo Ren, there's all the characters, Poe Dameron, there's a black guy in there, but no girl. They didn't put the girl character. And it's just like, this is... Not something I would ever have thought about until a couple of years ago. And it's the fact that there's this female character, main line of a show, she's out there and she's doing all these things for women. So it's not exclusive to them, but for girls, you know. And sort of like it's aimed at a, a teen, preteen. It can be watched by anyone. Yeah. And, and she's fantastic. Like, she's embracing it. She's likeable. I, I she's, did think she was the best thing about the show. And, she, and, and that was the beauty of it. When she first say, and it looked like an expensive episode. There was quite a lot of special effects that was quite good for TV and she saves a plane and she's got the biggest grin on her face Yeah, and she's she's enjoying it and it's like that's fantastic and that was the beauty of um, Flash as well that he was actually enjoying his superpowers where ever since like the X-Men movie it's been quite superpowers suck you know sort of like yeah, yeah and I think enjoy. that's what kind of shipped me about that new series of heroes as well the fact that oh, all the people that yeah. had their powers it was a burden for them to have the powers where she's got the power and she was hiding it and then she she's had the chance the to, she had the chance to to get out there and use it. <laughs> I think we've just found the uh, song to put on the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so, yes, I, I really dug it. And, I mean, there was a feminist thing they really pushed, and it would have been the one scene that would have broke your wife would have been where Cat Grant, which is Calista Flockhart, saying, you called her Supergirl? Why not Superwoman yeah. or something? And it's like, what? 
What's wrong with being a girl? What's, and it's, and it need to be done. They had to address the elephant in the room. It's like, why girl? Where he's Superman, you're Supergirl. You're already less. And Kat Grant goes, nothing wrong. I'm a girl. You're saying I'm the, I'm weak? You're saying I'm less? Yeah. And this and that? And it's yeah, like, exactly. yeah. It's, She's you know, running a company. And yeah, it's like, there, what so. are you saying? And it's, and it had to be done, and it's like yes, that's a good point. So she's she's hot, which I know is totally against a feminist thing, but she looks great in the suit. She has a fun. There is one scene which is very exploitative when she's going through she's her outfit. Trying the hot oh gosh, she looked good. But you know, she came out. They explained a few things. It's, it's by episode three. It's pretty much she's got her posse together already. Um, they all know who she is. She's got a reason to go hunt down these bad guys. Like they're coming to her because they've addressed that Superman is in in this universe. Do they actually refer to? Him as Superman, yep. though. Yeah, okay, the second episode they do. The oh, first one they do. Yeah, in that first episode, she was also. He actually like, turned up in the last episode. Big guy and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Um, but you sort of see him, sun behind, silhouette comes in, you only see an arm. So there's no one cast as Superman yet, it was all CG. But one, people are going to hate her because she's connected to Superman, so she's got people coming after her. And then also, she's part of the DE, Department of Alien Enforcement, or something yeah. stupid like that. So she's being sent out as a weapon, essentially, to take down threats. So in the same way, Buffy had the Hellmouth as a reason for her to have all this shit happening around her. Smallville used the meteor showers that yep. Smallville is this hub of meteor-based I could kind of tell characters. in that first episode where they were like, oh, this, what is it, prison transport that landed on Earth and they've been yep. dormant for 24 years and they kind of showed the, the, the people that were in the, yep. in the prison and it was like, well there's your episode baddie for the first season like one person in each episode so. yeah so I mean, the premise is built so they don't have to because the problem with like Smallville was in the end they were running out of reasons why there was this, all these bad people in a little town in Kansas I'm really hoping it's it, first week the ratings were really good and it's dropped off every week since so i'm hoping it sort of survives enough because the thing with arrow and flash it's on the cw network so they don't have to get nearly the ratings that a supergirl does yeah so constantine was on like this network and that failed because they got the same ratings as arrow and flash but that's not enough for that network so i think it's going to do okay and they're really pushing it but i'm i'm enjoying it like it's a fun show to watch like Mm. it's it's they're putting the money into it so it looks good and like I said she's just a dream to watch she's just having a ball like I just hope they don't go too in the mopey stage because they could easily do that with the whole I just want to be liked I want to be a supergirl but you're riding me too much so it'll be interesting where they go with that yeah it's great I mean there's a great clip on YouTube I saw the other day where it was like she loves puppies the actress and she's there in the supergirl outfit and they go how many questions can she answer in a minute and they just dump like four puppies on her and they've got like <laughs> Wonder Woman and Superman outfits on and she's just like loving these puppies and Playing trying to answer puppies. as much yeah so um, she's just adorable I yeah, suppose exactly. is the way you'd put it but um, yeah so I'm, I'm digging it so I'm definitely going to stick with it but I'm also watching all the other shows yeah I, I think I will stick with it but yeah but speaking of heroes that you brought up um, yes. we are up to date we're up to episode 8 I think there's only 12 in the whole thing and why didn't they fucking start with episode seven? That's okay. all I can say. There's this... It's shit. Episode seven turned up. And it's like, fucking where was this? This was good. Why didn't we start here? You could have started here. It's like... what You know, watching Star Wars without watching The Phantom Menace. You don't need that. Nothing in that that you need. to start with fucking episode two, even though it's not the best. But still, you could start with episode two and move on. I honestly don't know. They were just treading water all this time and it was crap and didn't need to be there. Well, that's like, my wife and I were just talking and she said to me, it's like, what? what? This is good. What happened? I was like, yeah. Literally, you could have started there. Okay. Still not the best show, but it's sort of like it was better. It's like, there's a lot of shit in that show. Fucking hell. Yes. Thank God it's nearly over. That's all I can say. Only a few more to go. Well, yeah. another show that's just started that I was keen to watch, but you actually have seen it before me, mm-hmm. and that's Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Yeah. Halloween. They debuted it, and it's fun. Like, I mean, it's, it's Sam Raimi, directed the first episode. Yeah. Well, Bruce Campbell Obviously. has returned as Ash, and it's, it feels that. I mean, there's some really good moments of horror in there, whether these two cops go into a house, and it's obviously very haunted sort of feel. It's it's not good. They've got torches. It's dark, and you don't know, and it's very uncomfortable as they're walking around, and you don't know what's in there, and there's creepiness going on. It was quite uncomfortable. But okay. then there's the humour is fantastic. It's, it's you know... Bruce is great. Like they play up the fact that I mean, it was kind of awkward that first five minutes where it's funny at the start where he's like, you see him working on this leather contraption, tightening it up like he did in the movie where he had the fake hand. Oh yeah. Or when he put the chainsaw on and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's him putting a girdle on to oh. keep his stomach in. And then he puts in his takes his old teeth out and puts in other teeth. So it's the reinforcing that he's old and fat. 
then he ends up and he's got a wooden hand like where he lost his hand in the movies yeah he goes to a bar and he ends up putting a sob story on and getting this girl and ends up fucking her in the in the toilets of the bar. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a bit full on for the first couple of minutes and could put, could put people off, but it is Ash vs. the Evil Dead, so I'm not sure what people think. <laughs> but it, it, it plays on it and, it and it's a fun show, but it's quite violent and there's a lot of swearing and stuff in there because it's on Stars Network, so they can do those sort of things. There's a great bit where he's, you know, he's he lives in a trailer park, he works at a shitty shop and... Smart. No, 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 even shittier. And he ends up like taking out some deadites that attack the trailer, and he's got like secret compartments in the trailer where shotgun is and this and that. And he's sort of at the end of that, and there's two other people that are with him, and they go, "Well, we're got to go and you know undo this thing." But first thing we've got to do is some cardio. <laughs> My heart's really beating. <laughs> so they're playing up his, you know, his old. Uh, and and the reason the deadites are there, it's his fault too. He got drunk and was trying to impress a girl. So it's like, it's not like he's, oh, we need Ash to save us. Like, no, Ash caused it because he's an idiot. And it's like true to his character in that way. So first episode was good. The second episode just aired, so I haven't seen it yet. I did read Jonah Vasquez said, this looks like this episode without um, Sam Raimi is, it feels like it's an okay show with a really good cameo with Bruce Campbell. So I'm not sure if the show, I mean, it's already been given a second season already. Okay. It's been greenlit. So whether they just rely on that fact or maybe the second episode's a bit of a dud, I'm not sure. But um, I'm definitely going to stick with it. It, yeah. it was well, I, I think Sam Raimi has enough pull to mm. be able to get people in, and obviously Bruce Campbell is just such a great actor. And what's the name's in it too? Um, Lucy Lawless. Like you only see her for one scene in the first episode, but yep. she's a regular character in it. I heard one theory from someone today saying, "I think it's Zena. She's still alive. <laughs> it's all in the Raimi universe, and she's just there to help him." So maybe Zena. Hercules will turn up. Kevin Sorbo, maybe. Hopefully, what's he been doing lately? Nothing. Nothing. No. Right. Any more TV, Mitch? Ah, uh, yeah. I've been watching Gotham. Now, we I watched Gotham only because it was Batman-related. If it wasn't Batman-related, I would have given up ages ago. The Penguin character is quite interesting. Fish Mooney was terrible, which was Yada Pinker Smith. She was terrible and almost worth not watching for. But she is out of it this season. So I started... We finally watched it this week, and it's getting crazier. Where before, there was it was a dark show. It had a weird... It's set sort of now, but the technology was weird. Like, the cars were, like, 70s cars, and some of the technology was old. They had mobile phones, but then you had f- big, fat TVs. So it was this weird dark city sort of thing about it, where it, it almost could be any time. 70s sort of look weird feel. Now you're getting more Dutch angles. The characters are... There's a bunch of guys who were escaped out of Arkham Asylum and they're wearing very cartoony, almost big, thick stripes okay. on their uniforms. So it's it's kind of going... Not Batman 66. Yep. It's not nowhere that bad, but it's not straight anymore. Okay. So it's, but is Batman actually in it? Bruce Wayne's in it. Oh, okay. But he's 12. Yeah. He's a year after his Yeah, I, I didn't killed. think Batman himself was in it. No. You've got Bruce Wayne who's 12. And he's yep. investigating. So it, it, it piqued my interest enough to keep going. My wife tapped out yesterday saying, you know what? I don't really need this anymore. So it's something I'll be watching on my own. So I'll probably not get around to it because yeah. there's other shit to do. Digging it so fast, I'll watch that. And something stick on the comic related stuff. I just started a podcast about the old Shazam TV show from the 70s, the live action Shazam. And I went looking for episodes of it and I couldn't find anything anywhere. YouTube had none. I was like, oh, damn it. I want to watch this. And I don't want to buy it. It's live action. Oh, okay. But I did go to YouTube and I found the DC Nation shorts. And DC Nation is a website for DC Comics. And, well, that's a Comics Comics, Detective Comics Comics. <laughs> and what they started, I think it's in the last 12 months or so, they did DC Nation. And it was these little short animated pieces. We're talking a minute, a minute and a half. Hmm. And there's a bunch of, and there was a Shazam one. That's how I found it. And then I found there was one, what do they call it? A channel, I suppose. And it was 119 of these DC shorts in the one folder. So yeah. I watched a bunch of those. And there was some Zam ones in there. It was quite funny. And Animal Man's my new favourite character. There's like two or three Animal Man things. And it's, it's funny. Animal Man! No. So I check might, them out. I they're, might have to check They're them a minute out. long, so they're all good. And there's a really funky Wonder Woman it's in three parts, so all in all, it's three minutes of your life if you want to watch it. Yeah. And it's not quite gorillas, but it's that sort of style, a bit more sleek. But yeah, Wonder Woman's got like basketball socks above the knee, cowboy boots, some short shorts. Yeah. Like 70 Sunnies, her invisible car, 
goes visible and it's a muscle car 70s muscle car and it's just funky sounds great it's it's it, and the style is just awesome and i love that and they actually did a statue of that wonder woman and i'm like i, should, I really want that <laughs> add that to your japanese freddie mercury <laughs> yeah so um that's a sex move for anyone who wants to look for it yeah so they're, they're really cool some of them are funny some of them are just cool so yeah dc nation shorts they're for kids as check well. it out on youtube yeah Alright. So that, that's that. So that's TV. That I'm, I've been watching the old staples of other things, but that's worth talking about. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, Rick and Morty, you got me onto that. Yes, it is uh, the yes. greatest show ever written. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> so you've mainlined two seasons? No, no, I haven't finished season two. I've, I've gone on to season two. But you know how you said the season two is a bit more darker than the first? There's yep. some dark episodes oh. in there. In the, <laughs> the episode where they die and he's like, oh. They just take over the <laughs> dead ones of the other universe. Go, go check the backyard because that's where our, our alternative universe characters are, are buried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is some dark moments in that show. It's, it's, but it's so good. And it is so damn though, isn't it? Yeah. But what I've, I was trying to talk about, made it the, trying to describe it, it's like, it sounds stream of consciousness, but it's so cleverly written. I don't know where, because the, so many shows where you could rewrite it and rewrite it the shit out of it to make it work and therefore you've lost that spontaneity that makes it good yeah but you can also do stream of consciousness which just don't work where adventure time i think that it works but it's just so random that it just and this is sometimes so clever that how you could easily kill that spontaneity by going into that clever thing but they've managed to get the balance so right the episode when they got multiple realities when Morty's in the same reality but they've split into two oh, screens yes and then, and then split into 16 yep. and it's just like hang this is way too yep. out there but the dialogue is so stream of consciousness it's just like fucking hell getting your head around this is amazing yeah I was very I'm very impressed very impressed with the show yes. well that's good alright should we jump into movies let's talk movies alright any yep. cinema time this, this month well I've only been to one so that's oh, it. So I want to get out of the way. I went to IMAX because this is the way I wanted to see this film. I saw The Walk, the Robert Zemeckis movie, Zemeckis, with a jiggle. Yes, Joseph Gordon. Gordon Love it. Yep. And um, it's impressive. Now, this is based on a true the story. True story which of Jean Pierre or Pierre or some Frenchy who covertly, covertly, illegally did a tightrope walk between the twin towers of the World Trade Center. Yes. And there is a documentary called Man on a Wire. Man on a Wire that's the highest rated documentary on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it? Well, I have not seen it, but I definitely do want to after seeing the film. Yeah, I, I remember when I saw The Martian last month, I saw the ad for The Walk, mm. and it made me want to watch Man on Wire. It didn't make me want to go and watch The Walk, even though I do like Jiggle. I, I thought like his Jiggle. French accent was a bit too much. It's a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, it looked good. It's a heist movie. Is it? It's exactly what it is. Because the thing... What ha- it's all based. It all did. It's true. This French high high rise wire walker. He was an artist, and instead of performing at a circus or whatever, he he did it. He was a busker in France, in Paris, or whatever. And he he was more about the performance art of being a high wire person. And he went across the two towers of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. And he, when he was sort of starting out, he goes, "Where can I put my wire?" And that's when they were, 1973, they were, he saw an article where they were building the World Trade Center and how big it's going to be in comparison to the Eiffel Tower and stuff like that. And he goes, that, yeah. that's what I want to do. So four years later is when it happened. So he sort of prepared for it and got to it. Ben Kingsley plays his mentor, and he's fantastic. He plays a Czechoslovakian high-wire artist, and he's fantastic. And it's all about how are they going to do it. So the tower's nearly fully constructed. It's still under construction, so the downstairs is one tower's 80% full, the other one's nearly done. So he has a time frame. It's like, we've got to get over by this time, otherwise it'll be open and we won't be able to get up there and do it. So it's like, how do we get there? So they get their months in advance. He's getting up there different times, is trying all these different ways, like dressing up in different characters, essentially, to get to different areas. They're stalking it out to see what sort of deliveries they make, what sort of paperwork they need. Okay. So it's the, like a bank heist, yeah. but it's how we're going to get things onto the building in the right place, how we're going to get the wire across the other towers. and It's great. And uh, it's the Mechas is... I mean, Back to the Future is a very good film. He went on that CG run for a while with um, Christmas... Christmas Carol and Polar Express. Yep. And they were a bit... Yeah. I didn't didn't watch. (laughs) Yeah, so he did Contact and Forrest Gump. Yeah. So he he knows his special effects and this. And this is using film in a way that you can't do in other mediums. Like he was telling this story, taking things out, putting things in. 
quite clever, and I wanted to see this on the big screen because I heard people getting sick watching this movie because of the 3D. The vertigo. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, I want to see this on the biggest screen possible and properly. And it's very good. There were a few moments where he looked like a Lego character. Like, the animation was just like, couldn't you just film him? So, it wasn't just his haircut that made him look like a Lego character? No, it, it just looked, you look like a really bad computer-generated character. Oh. And there's bits where it's like, is that a fully CG'd head? It's like, you could just film his face. Why the fuck are you CGing his head? You've got his face. So I don't know if that's the way it was filmed or if it was real or if it was CG. It didn't make sense to CG it. It was ridiculous. But there were some scenes where it looked hokey, but all in all, it was amazing. And now I really want to see the docker. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Because as I said, when I saw the ad, it made me just want to watch the docker. And I think he probably would have been better if you saw the docker first. Because then you could work out how much of it was... No, well, I thought this has got drama, so this is pure pacing to do all that. Yeah. Where now I can go and watch his see it in his yeah his yeah I think where I saw it with a friend Dave and he saw it the other way around and he enjoyed both ways either. So okay, all right. So only one movie this month. That's all I can remember. Mm, Okay. Well, I've watched a few things at home. I'll start with the older ones first. Yeah. My wife has just finished reading the Harper Lee sequel to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. And didn't overly enjoy it, but we decided... Racist. Harper Lee's racist? I don't know. I I don't know much about the book myself. I don't know much about it. Anyway, we were talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, and then we thought, well, it's been a while since we've watched it, so we should watch the movie. And I realised when I was watching it that it has been an awfully long time since I've seen it, because there was probably about half an hour at the start that I just did not remember. And you're going, where where do they kill this mockingbird? Exactly. But it was a metaphor. Oh. So, yes. He did shoot a dog in the street. But no, I, I don't think there was any actual Mockingbirds got killed. Yeah, but that was Robert Duvall. He was good. I think that was his uh, debut First performance. Was. This is Boo Radley. I, I didn't recognise Inspiration for the band, the Boo Radley. Yes, and the wrestler, Boo Radley. Really? Yeah. Oh, In the old that. ECW days. Oh. He wasn't very good. But yeah, the, I, it's one of those movies where I, I think the book is a hell of a lot better. But it's still one it's of those movie. classic movies. And Gregory Peck is just phenomenal in his role. Well, apparently they did a list of names that are like popular names they were predicting for 2016. Yeah. Atticus is like number three. Oh. Mm. Is that because of the uh, Blink-182 guy's brand of skatewear or whatever? I doubt it. That would have been ten years ago if it no, was. Probably. But yeah, that apparently is a very popular name at the moment. Oh, hipsters. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I watched that, and we were also flicking channels on Foxtel the other day looking for something to watch, and Enchanted was on. The... Disney... Dreamy. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams musical, directed by... Well, not directed by, but uh, the music in it is by the dude that wrote Wicked. Yep. I can't think what his name is off the top of my head. And for a a Disney musical, it's really good. I I really enjoy it. It's got lots of tongue-in-cheek sort of poking fun at Disney moments. And it's one of those movies that I've seen a lot, but every time it's on, I find myself just getting stuck to it and I'll think, I am flicking channels and I'll I'll stop. And then it'll be one of the scenes that I really like and I end up sitting there watching the rest of the movie. So that's pretty much what happened this week when we were flicking channels. I think it was about 10 minutes in and we ended up sitting there for an hour (laughs) and a half watching. I don't mind as a film, but I no, I'm not like that. I like Amy Adams and I like Patrick Dempsey and I think they have a really good chemistry in this movie and just the concept of the movie. It's James Marsden's just great. Yeah, but it's better than the Smurfs movie. But it's the same. Yeah, I don't know. But the fact that it does, it's a Disney film and it's having a go at Disney tropes, I yeah. really enjoyed. But anyway. You should watch The Descendants. Then. Maybe I should. Is that with the... It's the children of all the villains from Disney films in a... Oh, it's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the... George Clooney one where he goes to Hawaii. What's that? It's got nothing to do with the chanted. No, it's a Disney film where it's like the the children of like um, Maleficent and Ursula and all, all the bad guys in the Disney films go to school together or something, and they're the descendants and they're the bad guys. Mm, and, maybe I should. That sounds pretty cool. But it's like it's in the same level of Granville High School Musical and Camp Rock and all that. So oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a straight to Disney Channel movie, not a cinema release, but it's a musical. Mm. It's probably on one of the Disney channels on Foxtel if I look hard enough. Yeah, it probably will. And I just, when I was looking at Kiss Cartoons before, there is a Descendants like animation already. Cool. Yeah, so I'll have to dig that up. Mm. All right. Well, there has been a couple of other fairly recent movies that I've watched at home. Yeah. I finally got around to watching the Rocks movie San Andreas. And I haven't seen it yet. It's all right, but Mm. they kind of shoehorn a baddie in there when it doesn't need to be a baddie. the earthquake's the baddie. Well, exactly. The earthquake and the subsequent twi- tidal wave. Tidal wave? Twi- twi- tidal wave should be Whoa, the baddie. Oh, that's a cute little tidal wave. Oh, look at that tidal wave. There, there was a few bits in it that I thought were a bit unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. There's, oh! There's a bit at the start where... <laughs> you said we didn't sing. Yeah. Thank God we don't. <laughs> there's a bit early on in the movie where he... The Rock is a helicopter rescue... Rescue helicopter pilot. And this car falls down a ravine. And he kind of turns the helicopter sideways and flies down this impossible ravine to then lift the car out. I thought that was a bit crap. But other than that, it, it's a good action movie. Other than, as I said, the fact that they've shoehorned this baddie in... The Rock himself is separated from his wife, who's played by Carla Gugino. Oh, she's hot. She's good in this movie. She's, she's really, really good in everything. And their daughter, who is the whitest girl in the movie, which she would never pick as being The Rock's daughter, is she was in that Percy Jackson and the Sea Monster movie. She plays Percy's offside. But mm-hmm. she gets separated in the earthquake and they're going all over California to try and rescue her, despite the fact that there's thousands of other people that need yeah. rescuing. He's got his rescue helicopter and he's going to find his daughter. Okay. But the new man in Carla's life, who's like going to be the, the stepdad, is played by the guy that was Mr. Fantastic in the first Andrew Fantastic. Holt. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. But they just make him out to be the bad guy because <sighs> there's a bit that happens when the earthquake first hits and he's just a bit of an ass. And after that, it's kind of like, well, they didn't need that in the movie. The, the earthquake could have been the bad guy. Well, that's, that was interesting watching The Walk, where if this was made now and the Twin Towers were never destroyed, it would still be an interesting movie. But I think they would have made the Twin Towers villains okay. in a way, like yeah. as a metaphor that he has to challenge the, yeah. the towers and yeah. they're going to be his nemesis in he has to conquer them where this version of the movie is the towers are a beautiful thing that he respects mm-hmm. and i reckon because being hollywood you have to have a villain in yeah. a lot of ways like the day after tomorrow have you seen that the roland emmerich yeah. disaster film where the the weather is the bad guy in it what? And, there, and there's a scene where the wolves turn up and stalk them because you need a bad guy no they're dying as it is. You don't need to throw wolves into the fact. Yeah. Just, just well, that, add more threat. That's like that movie Unstoppable with the train. Where yeah. they kind of make the runaway train to be the bad guy. Of the yeah, but that, that's fine because that is the thing. But it's not really. It's the means to an end for the film. Yeah, right? but that's yeah. the plot of the movie. It's not like they throw in another bad guy. Yeah. You know, well, I, was, oh, I can't remember Unstoppable enough. Was it the Sorry. Transit Authority? Or something? Yeah, I love exactly. that movie. Sorry, I bought it on Blu ray. Terrible. Great film. <sighs> yeah. Tony Scott is a good director. Is he? Okay. He's dead. Alright, don't speak ill of the dead. But, yeah, the effects in San Andreas aren't bad. The rock is very much just the rock. There's a there's a lot of scenes where you just look at it and think, but well, that's just completely unbelievable, but I will just let it go because it's the rock. Yes, he is sweaty. Sweaty. sweaty yeah, rock. sweaty rock. But for a bit of bit of fun, two hours of life that you'll never get back, it's, it's all right. Okay. And speaking of wrestlers in movies, I also watched Trainwreck, which is the Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer movie. Mm-hmm. And I was a little dubious going into it, thinking that it was just going to be a bunch of her stand-up jokes with a You're movie. You're a massive fan of Amy Schumer. I am a massive fan of Amy Schumer. And it wasn't. It was actually a cohesive movie. The only downside to it, I would say, is it's a Judd Apatow movie, so it's about half an hour longer than it should be. Mm-hmm. But there's some nice, serious moments with her dad, played by Colin Quinn, the old SNL anchorman from... Yep. Saturday, what do you, what do they Not call a massive fan, but anyway. I, I quite like Colin Quinn. He was my favourite of the Weekend Update hosts, I think. Oh, Better than Spade. Such a big list. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, I, I like Colin Quinn. He, he plays I'm a the, feminist Tina Fey and Amy yeah. Puller. <laughs> but no, he plays the role quite well. But what I really liked in it is early on, Amy is going out with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Or not John Cena, a character played by John Cena who yep. called Stephen, who is like a, a gym junkie who turns out to be a little bit of a closeted homosexual. And some of the lines that John Cena says and some of just the stuff that he does makes the movie for me. Yeah? Yeah, there's there's one bit where he gets into a verbal argument with a dude in the cinema and one of his comebacks is just awesome, but I, I won't say it because it will okay. spoil the movie. All right. But there is a great line that the guy says to John Cena that just made the movie for me. But, yeah, Amy herself is actually quite a good actress. So, I mean, her shtick is the fact that she talks about how she's not good-looking and not hot, when she obviously is. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So how does she get a John Cena sort of person? Is that, is that part of the stick in the movie or no? Well, she's I just think hot. that's a little bit of reality coming in because she used to go out with Dolph Ziggler in real uh-huh. life. So I think that was where that okay. sort of came into it. But the whole premise is that her dad, when they were younger, was cheating on his mum, her mum, and he was just a bit of a philanthropist. Is that the right word? No, that's someone who gives money to people. Okay. A philanderer. A philanderer. Hmm. He collects stamps. <laughs> That's a philatelist. <laughs> no, he plays the flute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Skin flute. Flautalist. Anyway, but no, her, her dad was not a good role model for him, for her. And he gives a really good speech to her and his sister at the start where one of them's holding a doll and he's like, well, just imagine that marriage is a doll and your mother is a doll and she says that you're not allowed to go and look at other dolls or play with other dolls. And then one day the, the doll decides that she doesn't want to play with you anymore so you have to go and play with the doll's best friend doll and all this sort of stuff. And he does this great speech to these like four and eight-year-old daughter or whatever about how monogamy is not good. And then Amy pretty much lives her life slutting around and you know not having a serious boyfriend and the premise is that she meets Bill Hader, who is a, a doctor that's doing sports medicine or you know a surgeon that's fixing up basketball players. And uh, LeBron James, I think, is mm-hmm. the basketballer that's in it and a couple of other people who I didn't know. But she's writing an article for the magazine she works on about him and ends up falling in love with him and decides that maybe monogamy is the right way to go. But there's a couple of quite good cameos in it. They do an intervention for the Doctor and the people that do the intervention is, again, almost worth watching the movie for just the intervention. But, yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Even though I am an Amy Schrimmer fan, which I kind of thought I was going to enjoy it, but I enjoyed it on a different level. Okay. But one more movie that I Mm -hmm. will mention... And after watching this as a high contender for my movie of the year when we do our top fives next month, mm. and that is Ex Machina, mm. which I knew pretty I know much. Nothing about it. I, well, I knew absolutely nothing, and I'm not going to go any spoilers here because it's worth it not to know anything about it. But I'd heard a couple of movie podcasts sort of mention early in the year when it came out that it was good, and it blew me away. Okay. It was so clever in its concept and so well delivered, and the CG in it is flawless. There's a few stages in the movie where you just look at it and think, is that real? Is that CG? It's just really well done. But the premise of it is, without giving too much away, there's a reclusive computer genius that's creating artificial intelligence, and he gets one of the people that works for his coding department to come and visit him in the mountains for a week and run the Turing test on the AI to see if he can pick whether it's the Turing test is to see whether artificial intelligence will pass as a human. Yep. And just the interactions between him and the, the robot, very well done. Okay. No real well-known people that are in it. The girl that plays the robot is some Swedish actress who I'd never heard of. The guy that's the recluse, again, never heard of him. His name is Oscar Isaacs, I think it was. But You don't know Oscar Isaacs? No? What's he from? I think you'll find after December this year he will be well-known. Okay. Because he's in Star Wars. Oh, what's Star Wars? And the, the guy that plays the tester is Domhnall Gleeson, who has been in Frank. He was the journalist guy from Frank, the redhead Irish dude. And mm-hmm. I think he might have been in Dread. But yeah, the guy that actually directed this and wrote it was the guy that wrote 28 Days Later. His name's Alex Garland. And I can't say enough about this movie that you should go and watch it. It is really good. But yeah, the effects in it are spectacular. The concept of the movie just really makes you think. And it was one of those movies where when it finished, I was like, wow, that's that's a clever movie. Kind of reminded me of when we watched Moon. And at the end of Moon, yep. we were like fuck that's a clever film I had that same feeling when I when I finished watching x it. so yeah highly recommend that one yes alrighty well as I said that, that could be a contender for my top fives and that brings us to the end of this month's show and I will just plug that we will be back early December for our top fives of the year yep. third year in a row mm-hmm. so it's probably time for us to start thinking about what we're going to put in our top fives I guess mm-hmm. but anyway yes that's probably a good place to wrap up this month as usual, if you have any comments or questions for us, you can jump on our Facebook page. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. You can find us on our website, which is the mapodcast.podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And until then, we'll see you early next month. And get your ears ready, because obviously we are going to be bombarding you with our 12 days of Christmas later in December as well. Huzzah! So until then, thank you, Mitch. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.